The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. say there's nothing like home, even if it is a garage. Yeah, well, at this moment, apparently, that's all we have for a home, too. Didn't you sleep at all, dear? Not a wink. Gee, I didn't either. Honestly, with this cold, it seems to me I coughed half the night. Yeah, I know. I heard you, you <sighs> poor thing. You think it's too early to call Jack? Well, it's only 6.30 in the morning, dear. I've been waiting to call Betsy over at the Fords and tell her we're back. Look, 6.30 at night, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call Jack. I can't stand it any longer. What's what's their number? Oh, uh, Primrose 2, 6391. Well, by golly, I'm going to call him. Probably won't appreciate being awakened at this hour. Uh, operator, give me... The, Primrose uh, 2, 6391. Uh, Primrose 2, 6391. Want your coffee over by the phone? Uh, yeah, coffee no, yes, thanks. Look, you're going to drive over to your mother's and get Bobby today? Well, I thought I would. Kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with this new turn of events, shall I say? Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, hello, 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 Ann. Look, Ann, I, yes, it is. I, I, I'm awful sorry. Did I wake you up? Oh, well, you're being very nice. I, I, can, I can tell that I did. But, look, could I talk to Jack? Yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm waking them both up. Your toast is up. Do you want me to butter it? No, no, I don't want toast right now. You eat it. I, <laughs> hello, Jack. Jack, listen, I, I'm awful sorry, old man, to wake you up, but I got a real problem here, or I wouldn't have... Well, we were. We went down to Florida to a sales convention with Charlie and Madge Bemis, and we flew back last night. I got in at midnight. Yeah, well, all right. Now, look, uh, Mr. Dibble sent us a wire. He's our builder. Yeah. Well, it seems some fellow dropped by here yesterday, and he claims that he owns half our property here. No, 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 the man isn't from Florida. I don't know where he's from. He... We just got back from Florida, Jack. Look, that's got nothing to do with it. Now, look, wake up, will you, Jack? I'm... I said it was too early to call him, dear. The guy is a stranger, Jack. At least we haven't met him. And, and he told Dibble that he owned part of this property. Don't you understand? The part, in fact, that our new kitchen and dining room seems to be on. Huh? Oh. Okay, all right, Jack. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Wants me to meet him at his office. What's the matter? Well, I was just thinking, if our kitchen and dining room are on this man's property, as he claims, will we have to buy the property all over again? Yeah, if we're lucky, let's put it that way. Hasn't it occurred to you that he might not want to sell? Oh, then what happened? I don't know, dear. That is the problem, to put it mildly. Ever have the strange feeling of being followed, although you can't see anyone around? Ever hear a sound in the house which you couldn't identify? Well, then you've been in suspense, hardly daring to breathe until the mystery is explained, the outcome certain. It's stories of moments like these which you hear every weekend on Suspense. One day it may be the tale of a killer stalking the streets. The following Saturday, Suspense may whiz you along with the reckless driver of a defective racing car. But every Saturday now, for drama at its chilling, thrilling best, listen to Suspense, heard over most of these same CBS radio stations, which also bring you Johnny Dollar, the insurance investigator whose luck with the ladies rivals his gift for getting into and out of dangerous spots. An expense account kited as high as Johnny Dollar's soaring imagination enables him to travel the world looking for fraud and finding it packaged in dramatic dynamite. Listen for Johnny Dollar's latest exploits this Sunday and every Sunday on CBS Radio. 
now. Will you calm down? Look, it's all very well for you to say calm down, Jack, but this guy claims what that he's... What guy? I don't know who he is. I told you this morning on the phone. You called me at 6.30, if I recall. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Jack. I know, I know it was early, but golly, look, I need some legal advice. I, I hardly slept all night. In fact, I didn't sleep at all, if you want to know. We got in at midnight. We went right over to Mr. Dibble, and he now, said... Now, who is Mr. Dibble? The builder, the one who's building our house. Okay, go on. I've got to get the facts straight. And he said... Who said? Mr. Dibble. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Dibble said that this guy came what around... guy? You know, it is almost impossible to talk to a lawyer. Well, now, look, friend, I've got to get the facts. I wish you'd forget the facts for a minute and listen to the story. Okay, go ahead. Well, all right. Now, look, Mr. Dibble, our builder, was at our was at our new house, do you yeah. understand, when this man, this, this stranger, stopped by, and he, this stranger, told Mr. Dibble, that he's our builder, that half of our new house was being built on his property. Now, do you get the picture? I get the picture. All right. Well? Well, what? Well, for the love of Mike, what am I going to do about it? I don't see how you can do anything about it until you know just who the man is and what his claims are. Well, I just told you what his claims are. There, there we sit with a new house, nearly finished. I hope it's nearly finished. And now I, I, I learned that the kitchen and the dining room are on somebody else's property. Yeah, that's very interesting. Interesting? Is that all you got to say? It's interesting? Well, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> I tell you, you lawyers are absolutely impossible. Somebody comes here half out of his mind with worry. You just sit there and you say very calmly, well, that, that's very interesting. What do you want me to do? Well, gee whiz, I don't know. That's up to you. You're the lawyer. I'd like you to show some sympathy. Would you feel better if I jumped up and tore my hair and screamed it's an outrage and he can't do it? Uh, you know, that sort of thing? Well, yes. Yes, I think I would, Jack. <laughs> well, now, now look here. To begin with, we don't know who the man is. We don't know if he's a crackpot who likes to stir up trouble, which is always possible, or if he is not, if he really has any legal claims. Now, there's no point in getting all excited until we know the facts. Well, what'll I do? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Well, for the love of Mike, I flew all the way back from Florida yesterday. Oh, it was too bad. You might just as well have stayed and enjoyed yourself. Well, there I... isn't anything you can do. It's up to this man, whoever he is. But, but... As soon as he puts in a claim of some sort, why, we'll go into action. In the meantime, relax. <sighs> but I would like to point out to you that when you bought the property, I said to you yeah, that... Yeah, I know, you... I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. But no, no, you had a rush ahead. Yeah. You loved the view, as I recall. You had to have that property. Yeah, look, Jack, that, that is ancient history. I now, hope will you? so, but it may turn out to be contemporary history. We shall see. In the meantime, relax. <laughs> you lawyers. <laughs> Was that all Jack said? What does he mean, relax? Uh, well, look, dear, I can't hang on the phone, darling. I've got to feed Bobby. Yes. Well, I couldn't stand it any longer, so I drove over to Mother's after you left this morning and got him. <laughs> Can you hear him? Oh, wait a minute. He's gurgling away. Hold on. I'll hold the phone down near him. Yeah, hold on, dear, just a second. Here, Bobby. Can you gurgle for Daddy? Huh? Come on, darling. Is Daddy on the phone? You haven't seen him for a week. Come on. Please, Bobby, darling. Gurgle for Daddy. Uh, hello, dear. Of course, they never open their mouths when you want them to. <laughs> well, don't worry about it. Do as Jack says. Relax. After all, he's a lawyer. All right, I'll see you tonight, dear. Goodbye. <laughs> yes, now, of course. Well, it's too late now, dear. Why didn't you do that when I had Daddy on the phone? Huh? Come in. 
Oh, hello, Mr. Dibble. Come in, come in, come in. Hello there. Been, lo been looking for you all day. Well, I drove over to Casting my mother's to get the baby. Yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you, that fellow was around again. Oh, the one who says he owns the property? Yeah. Did you talk to him? What did he say? No, didn't talk to him. Why not? Well, he didn't say nothing to me. Well, for goodness sakes, Mr. Dibble, why didn't you ask him what he intends to do? Well, that's no business of mine. I don't like to butt in. But I figured you ought to know he's been hanging around. Well, hanging around? Uh, well, I mean, what, what does he do? Oh, mostly sets on the stone wall. He sat there quite a spell, just sort of looking out at the view over the lake. And he got out a notebook. Seemed to be sort of taking notes or drawing something, couldn't tell which. Hey, haven't you ever seen him before? Nope, and I've lived here all my life and never seen him before. How old a man is he? Well, I don't know. Now, that's a funny thing. You can't rightly tell. He, he could be any age. Strange man. And he talks strange, too. Well, do you think he's, uh, well, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, peculiar? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. He, he talks strange, but it makes sense. Well, my husband talked to a lawyer friend of his today. Jack Lundell and Mr. Lundell said that until this man put in a claim or something, there wasn't much for us to do. Jack said we should just relax. Uh, that sounds like a lie, all right. Of course, I don't see how this could happen when the title was searched and all that. Uh, well, that's the way it goes. Well, not often, I guess, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Honestly, everything has cost so much now. Now, what if this man does own half our property? I suppose we'll have to buy it all over again. Yeah, and of course, he can charge you a pretty price, too. With half the house on his property, he sort of got you where he wants you. I know. Of course, that's assuming he wants to sell. What do you mean? Well, he might not want to sell. But our kitchen and dining room is on his property. He has to sell. No, no, he don't have to. He nothing says he has to. Well, what would we do? Well, that's a mighty good question. Suppose you'd have to take the dining room and the kitchen, take them off and put them on somewhere else. Be a big job. A big job? Why, the house would be a mess. Put it on... Why would this look terrible? Now, this, uh, this liar your husband talked to, you a good liar? Well, he, yes, I, I guess he's a good lawyer. He's a friend of ours, too. Friend, huh? Well, cause ain't none of my business, as I say, but sometimes it ain't so good to have friends doing these things for you, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yes, I do know what you mean, and I'll speak to my husband the minute he comes home tonight. <laughs> with you. Jack Lundell's a darn good lawyer. Well, where did Jack go to school? Jack, he went to, went to Harvard Law School. I guess that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, yes, yes. I think it's safe to say Harvard Law School is pretty good. Well, the point is, dear, and I think Mr. Dibble is absolutely right. Jack is also a friend. And you know as well as I do that when you get a friend to do something for you, dear, it never works out as well. Yeah. Now, you know that. I know, you know I know. That. That's what they say. But look, I've already spoken to Jack about it. It would look funny if I went to somebody else now after I've talked to Jack about it. I mean, you can't do things like that. Well, wouldn't you rather it would look funny than to wind up having a, to slice the dining room and the kitchen off our new house and tack them onto the bay window in the living room? Seems to me that would look even funnier, dear. Well, I don't know what to do. I think we'd better just take Jack's advice and relax. Nothing to do anyhow until this fella puts in a claim or something. You know, it seems to me it's funny he hasn't come around and talked to us. Does he know we're living here in the garage? Yes. Yes, he does. He does? Mr. Dibble told him that yesterday. 
Oh, oh, that's something I wanted to tell you. One of the workmen said that when this man finished making notes or whatever he was doing in, the, in this notebook, notebook, he was sitting on the stone wall and, and drawing something in his note, and he walked off and he kind of tipped his hat to the workman and he said, see you tomorrow. So I guess he's coming back tomorrow. Oh, oh, well, now look. You stay here all day, and if he shows up, you call me at the office, and I'll come right home. Uh-huh. You got that clear yes, now? Yes, I will. You stay here all I day, will. And, and, and if he shows up, you call me at the office, and I'll come right home. See, mm. Now, I want to get this settled one way or the other. This, this thing's getting on my nerves. I know. Well, now, you sit down and relax, dear. I'll call Betsy in to set the table, and we'll have dinner. Now, I tell you, it, it is inconceivable. It is absolutely inconceivable. With all the title searches that went on and all, all, all the money that we plunked into building uh, this, this house, all the problems we had now, yeah, now half of it is built on somebody else's property. I know. Half of it I know, dear, I know. I was yeah. thinking today, all the trouble we've had with this one house, you wonder how they ever got the pyramids built, don't you? Yeah. What? The pyramids. In Egypt. Never mind, dear. You relax. Maybe we'll know something by tomorrow. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Madeline Pierce, John Shelley, and Dean Carlton and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.